That's Marshall Crenshaw 40 years ago. Marshall is with us now to help celebrate the 40th anniversary of his second album, Field Day, which has just been reissued. The thing with the 40th anniversary records that have come out, that's a nice saga from my point of view, because I was able to claim the U.S. copyrights to the sound recordings that I did back in uh, the day for Warner Brothers. Right. And uh, that was a happy moment for me. And uh, in fact, I was shocked when it was explained to me that I could do it. But uh, anyway, so that gave me the ability to curate the stuff the way I wanted it, present it the way I wanted it to be presented. Right. And, uh, you know, so that was that was a great uh, thing, a great turning point, a great crossroads in my life to be able to do all that and the process was cathartic you know it was anyway it was it's it's been great and the shows have been going really great i have a really great great band right and uh i'm still alive and well all that yeah all that well you mentioned that you were able to present yourself the way you want to my understanding is when when field day came out originally when it looked like this that the, the the album cover was not ideal in your mind, but you kind of rushed it out because you were kind of told you should. So, oh, you know the story. Yeah, you I know, know a little bit of the story, but maybe you can elaborate. Yeah, that's correct. You know, we did the album. It is it is a crazy show business story. You know, uh, a bumpy one, mm-hmm. but uh, anyway, we did the album, and it was our second album, and we did it rather soon after the first for stupid business reasons that I don't want to go into. But I, but I decided to really seize the opportunity because, you know, um, I love to make records. Somebody suggested we, we make a second album and I'm like, great. Yeah. Now I can, uh, you know, kind of go down a different road. And, uh, so I did that. And then when we finished, we, uh, my brother and my wife and I went on a vacation. My brother's uh, girlfriend at the time had a job as an assistant director on the film Amadeus. Oh yeah, with Milo Milos Forman. So yep, yep. he was gonna go. He was gonna go visit her in Czechoslovakia. And as soon as he told me about that, I said, "Oh, oh, we're gonna go too." I, my wife and I are gonna go. Right. So we all went. We we all went over there, and it was just like like a dream almost, you know, and then I come back from that trip and I'm presented with that album cover that you just held up before. And I said, I'm not so crazy about this. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it was, it was uh, all, everything from that time period was kind of nuts. You know, I always had a sort of a haphazard approach to, uh, To, to business. But anyway, it, it got foisted on me. But then now that I've got the chance to correct all of those things, I, I certainly went right ahead and did that. You know, Right, right. So when you were making Field Day, you, like you say, you're just coming off your debut album, which got, if I remember correctly, pretty good reviews. It was getting good coverage, good, good comments and stuff. And then you did make a little change in your sound. You hired Steve Lillywhite to produce it who was known for things like the psychedelic furs and not exactly probably the, the genre that a lot of folks thought you belonged into. So tell me about that decision. Well, I don't want to go, you know, <laughs> to any great length here, but uh, I mean, cause 
my stories sometimes can get long, but okay. um, <laughs> uh, anyway, I mean, I made a lot of recordings before I made my first album right? and my actual first record that was a real rec, a vinyl record and was released by a record label. It was a single released by a New York label. Uh, it was called something's going to happen right? on, Sh on shake records. That was my first record. And then before that I recorded a bunch of stuff at home and, and many, many of those recordings are kind of out in the world right now, right. you know, and then I did my first album and, you know, in 99% of people's minds, that's my first record, but it really wasn't, you know, yep. something, something's going to happen was a, was a hit in New York. Yep. And it got played on the radio in New York alongside of Robert Gordon's version of Someday, Someway, which was a hit in New York. Yep. And so we, we really kind of blew up New York, right? <laughs> and uh, there was a lot of excitement about us and uh, all that. And uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. So then we made the album. And it was just, it was, a you know, a kind of a funny saga, just transitioning from doing everything um, not having to really answer to anybody except myself. Yep. All of a sudden, I'm I'm on a record label, and they're kind of they're telling me what to do, right? Right. On the first album, on the first album. And so what kind know, of things the did they I, tell you to do? What What does that mean exactly? One thing they told me to do, and I'm actually really glad that they did. They insisted that I record my song someday, some way. Right. And I thought, well, why? I why should I do it? Everybody. Everybody knows Robert Gordon's version. It just it was just out. Yep. But that was that was clueless on my part because only people in New York City really knew yep. Robert Gordon's version. That was one example, but anyway, it just was like you know, I had to kind of, I had to please them, which was just like a new way of life for me. Gotcha. And, uh, so, so then when it comes time to do field day, I said, well, this time I'm just going to do what I want to do. And I'm going to, I'm not going to, you know, if anybody doesn't like it, that's too bad for them. <laughs> so my, my, my A&R person in New York was this really savvy, brilliant person who I still revere. Her name was Karen Berg. She was a very, she was really a special human being. Uh -huh. And she'd heard of, she'd heard of Steve Lillywhite. I explained to her why I wanted to work with him. I said, you know, on my first album, there's like a lot of layered guitars and like everything's doubled and tripled and blah, blah, blah. And it's, it doesn't sound like me. I can't, I can't hear my guitar on this record. And I said, what I want to do with is bring in Steve because he can get a, a huge sound with just a spare number of elements, you know, Yep. that's why we, that's why I asked him to do the record. And, yep. uh, yeah. and I told him and I, t I told him and the engineer, I said, guys, it's one guitar. I'm not layering guitars and it's one vocal. I'm not doubling my vocals. And they were like, yeah, sure. We know what to do. <laughs> so, so that was it. You know, I, I mean, I finished field day and I, I loved it. I really loved it. And then, it seemed to kind of blow up in my face. Right. 
really, that's what happened. But everybody's going, well, what happened? He changed his sound. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm correcting my sound. You know? Gotcha. And uh, to, I'm doing my, I'm making my sound. You yeah. Know? And 40 years later, I was listening to the two records. Cause I remember what you're, I was doing radio back in 40 years ago in Rochester. And it, there is not a major difference in the sound. There is some difference obviously, but it's not like earth shattering. Like, but I think it was a perception maybe of Steve Lillywhite and what he had done before is, you know, because he'd worked with Susie and the Banshees and XTC and bands like that. And it was like, why is this guy who's yeah. like a roots rocker working with this guy? <laughs> I know. Yeah. It was it threw people a curveball, but that's just their problem. You know, but like, um, what was I going to say? Yeah. That's, that is, that's how it went. Yep. It yep. was, it was re- received that way, but you know what else I think it was? And again, I'll try not to get too yeah, lengthy was- here, but, but, <laughs> I think it was backtracking because um, when our first album was coming out, this great friend of ours in New York City who really loved the band was doing publicity for us under the table because right. she worked for another rec- worked for another record company. Yep. And she she came to me one day and said, "I can get you like a big four page spread in Rolling Stone to roll out your first album," and I knew that I was taking a big risk just understanding how the press worked and stuff like that but i didn't want to say no to her because she was really sweet so i said okay sure so we did this so there was this big hype about us in rolling stone and you know for every hype there's a potential backlash right yeah 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 and uh, i think a lot of the reaction to field day was just people it was spillover somehow from the from the, the, the what the what the hype accomplished. You know? gotcha. Yeah, here in New Zealand, there's a thing called the tall poppy syndrome. Which what's that? Not, what is that? It's like if you if you if you aim to grow higher than everyone else, they will cut you down. <laughs> too, too much. It's like the opposite of the American thing, where you, you know as soon as you're born, you're told you could be president. You, you, you can do anything. Here, it's the tall poppy syndrome. <laughs> it's yeah. like we're gonna mow you yeah, down yeah. if you stick up above the rest <laughs> how about that yeah so that's, well anyway that's field day was received was received in a funny way back then but uh it's yeah. still yep, yep. Pe- pe- people still buy it though that's the cool thing yeah why not now now you mentioned the press and you got help and <laughs> i see you're doing a benefit for a gentleman who just passed away a couple of months ago his name was scott scheidner who was a, a music journalist. So it's nice to see some, a music journalist getting some recognition. Uh, so if you want to talk about him specifically, that'd be great, because I think it's happening like tomorrow uh, that you're doing this benefit. But in general, also, how did the press help or hinder you? Well, uh, I, I, boy, that's a big question. Sorry about that. I think I'll, I'm going to talk about Scott instead. Right, that's cool. Because, you know, I mean, rock critics uh, are people, too, you know. And, I, I mean, I know, if, uh, like, somebody like Scott, really, he, his whole life was rock music, you know. It, it was just like, I don't even, I never had a conversation with him about anything to do with his personal life or where he came from. But we had, we were friends, like, real friends. But the only, but what we had in common was music, which is certainly a central thing to both of us, you know. Yeah. So it was a real, a real friendship. But uh, anyway, he passed away, and uh, I was, I, I just was sad, you know. He and I were friends, 
and uh, he was loved by a lot of people, but he's just somebody who kind of gave his life to this particular thing. And now the world is different, you know, and there's mm-hmm. just not that much left of that world that he lived in. Honestly, I'm a, it's like, he's not the only person I know who kind of got on the wrong end of the passage of time in that way, you know, yeah. but Scott was a great guy and, and we're going to, do this salute to him tomorrow night in New York city. And it's going to be emotional, you know, for the people that are there. Yeah. 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 It's a pretty cool lineup of folks that you got some friends of yours also going to be there and long. <laughs> I imagine it's got to be fun too, as well as emotional. Yeah. I always love those multi-artist things, yeah. you know, like I, I just did one about a month ago. It was the 50th anniversary of the Nuggets album. Oh, I wanted to go to that. I was like dying to go to that, but here I am over here, so I couldn't. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, you know, the Nuggets album was a compilation album that came out 50 years ago now, and uh, mm-hmm. it was compiled. It was compiled by Lenny K. Yep. And you know, I'm fr- Lenny, and I are friends and have been for a very long time, and. Uh, but you know the the, the album uh, it sort of codified the genre that they now refer to as garage rock. Yep, yep, yep. And then after that, it, it was called punk rock. But then that turned into something else, and now all that stuff that's on the <laughs> Nuggets album yep. now they call it garage rock. But you know, like when when the album came out. I knew about half the songs and you probably did too, because many of them were national hits, you know, yep. they, it yep. wasn't all obscure stuff, but anyway, to get back to the event, I just really love those multi-artist things like that. You know, it's, they're like kind of family reunions and we're all getting older. Yeah. We kind of treasure what the time, to- yeah, whatever, you know, savoring the time we have left and all that kind of stuff, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Nuggets thing was was one of those deals, and then the Scott. I think this. I think the Scott Schindler thing will be like that also. You right. Know? Well, so what what did you perform at the Nuggets thing? I did two songs, and I did I did one called "I'm Five Years Ahead of My Time," <laughs> which is <laughs> is kind of like a pro LSD song, you know. Right. You know, it's one of my favorites on the Nuggets album. It's by a group called the Third Bardo. I did that. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know what that means. I should have looked it up. But I did that one, and I did uh, one called "It's a Happening" by the Magic Magic Mushrooms. That, was, that one's a good one. Yeah, it's a real. Yeah, it's a real crazy one. But anyway, yeah, was, I love that music. Chocolate I, lo- I, I love that music. You know. Yep, absolutely. Very cool. So speaking of music, I know I think your last most recent album of original stuff was like in 2009, wasn't it? So yeah. Do you still write? Is it just not being made, or what's your your mindset as far as making new music these days? I haven't written much lately at all. I did co I co-wrote a song right at the beginning of lockdown. Right. <laughs> and it's out there, you know, it's out there on the digital platforms. I guess it's on Spotify and all that. You know, it's a track called Will of the Wind.
That's my last thing that I did, and and it's got that kind. It's got that kind of lockdown outlook about it. It's a song basically about the world catching on fire and coming to an end, but it's a good rock and roll song. And uh, I wrote that, but before then, I hadn't written or co-written anything since 2016. So, in other words, I'm hardly doing it at all anymore. But I'm still busy. You know, I'm busy with all kinds of stuff. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So with these reissues, are you planning on reissuing every one of your albums of the 80s, say, as the anniversary dates approach? I do have the rights to do it if I want to. And, uh, yeah. you know, the do you label... Have, do you much have extra stuff in the can? I've got some stuff. I have an archive. You know, I've tried to keep most everything that I thought was worth keeping. And... Uh, right. I mean, the label that did the the two, the first two albums, Field Day and the and the first one, the, that's a label called Yep Rock Records, right? Which is yep. a, a really Rock. good, a really good record label for an old guy like me here in the United States. You know, it's, uh-huh. I'm, it's and they did a, a beautiful job with everything. I and they have I, good distribution down here too, so that's good. Oh, they do, huh? Well, that's yep, great. Yep, yep. You know they've expressed interest in doing the rest of the Warner Brothers catalog, but we, oh. but we only made a deal for the, for the first two albums. I'm open to it. You know I want to talk to them about it. Yep. Yep. So we shall see. But you know the first two, are for me they're kind of in their own space. You know, like they represent a really magical time in my life the way I view it, and uh, and then the three that. Warner Brothers albums that I did after that, I did those after I had asked to be dropped by the label. <laughs> I asked very. That's going to go well, isn't it? <laughs> I asked very nicely, you know, and I thought I made a good case. But they, you know, the, I was talking about it to the two head bosses of the label. It was just me and them in a room, and I just said. You know, I'm just at, a, at my wits end here. And I I don't have anything left in me right now. And I said, would, would you mind if I just like walked away and forgot that any of this ever happened? That's really how I felt after field day. I, I, I like I never got over right. my anger about it. But uh, anyway, right. I st- they said, no, you can't go. So I stayed and made three more albums. And so those are in a different ca- they're in a different category gotcha. for me, you know. You got to be happy that you made those albums. Ultimately, I am. Yeah, because they're pretty yeah. good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, some people some people swear that they're really fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> but anyhow, so there, there uh, might be there might be more. I'm I'm you know I'm 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 open to the idea. Right. Cool. 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 Yeah. All cool. righty. Well, thank. You. Yeah, that's. I'm going to go back and listen to those later albums now. <laughs> okay, but again, remember what I said. When I did the first two, I was young and I was high on life. I, I was not. Yep. I, I was not jaded from show being in show business. Not yet, but yep. I mean, anyway. right. <laughs> Very uh, good. I shouldn't. Say. Oh, oh, and now with this, I, that's quite all right. It sounds like you've had an interesting run, a journey, which is still going on, which is always nice to see. So, what yeah. would you say to a young whippersnapper coming up into the business these days? What, what one piece of advice would you give them? 
I'd say that there's no path, there's no roadmap, there's no nothing. You just have to go out there and find your own way, however you can manage to do it. My own saga was just like unlike anybody else's, you know, and uh, that's how everybody's yep. is. And so uh, yep. that's what I would say. I would say if you really just have your mind utterly made up and you're determined to get out there in the world and reach other people and be seen and all this stuff like that and express yourself and be an artist and find your, find a way to do it. If you can, 